the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pierce from the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called walking through your open doors. Saints of God, God has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors of opportunity opened by him just for you and me. The book of Revelation tells us that any door God opens, no man can shut. And that any door God shuts, no man can open. Even though it's absolutely true that the doors God opens, no man can shut, it's also true that the doors he opens can go unentered by us. We can choose, for whatever reason, to not walk through the doors that God opened for me and you, and thereby miss out on all that God has in store for me and you. In fact, that's what Satan wants us to do. That is, choose, for whatever reason, to not walk through the doors that God opens for me and you and thereby miss out on all the wonderful things that God has in store for me and you. That's why each and every one of us needs to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for us. That way, we can receive and achieve everything that God has opened the door for us to receive and achieve. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to John chapter 6. We hit this last week. I'm just touching it and so that we can dive into today's stuff. You're going to love this. John chapter 6. We found out, we found out in John chapter 6 what the work is that God wants us to do. So, well, what work? I know God wants me to do some kind of something. What do you want me to do? I'm a, we're going to read that. Verse 26, Jesus speaking unto the uh, people who was, you know, coming around him, just trying to pretend like they really wanted him, but they really wanted what he had. You know, a lot of believers really don't want God, but they just want what he have. Yes. Proof is, is that as soon as you, you, you know, you know how you know how to pray. You know, y'all get every prayer you pray. You know, y'all get every prayer you pray. And then, and, and you know how you pray for those people that say, well, you know, I just, I just believe I need God in my life right now. And because I got this going on and I got that going on. But then as soon as you pray and solve that for them and stuff like that, and the power of God manifests in order to cause it to be able to come to pass, you never see him in church, never see him around the things of God. They go back to the life that they was living before. You know why? Because all they wanted was a solution for their situation. But I'm standing in the midst of a people that love God flat out. And that you're going to be regard regardless. Whether it's life or death, nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. You're going to be there regardless. But here these people where they were faking, pretending like they really wanted God. And God knew they didn't want him. Jesus knew they didn't want him. Verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, because ye did eat the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which 
endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Saying, verse 28, then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Question mark. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. We're about to return to true Christianity. I'm talking about true Christianity because there's a lot of fake Christianity that has risen up. There's a lot of all these works and all these other things that got to be done and what you got to do in the month of January in order to be blessed and, and what you got to do in this situation and, and all this other. No, see, no, no. See, Jesus got this thing so simple that even a child could, be, could operate in it. And that's that you simply believe. Good to see you, my blessed sister. That you just simply believe. We're going to return to the point where we just simply believe. Everybody say simply believe. Say it now. God just wants you to simply believe. Everybody say, simply believe. believe. Doesn't that just seem so much easier? Just believe. God all wants you to do is just believe. Just trust him. That word believe means to trust. Just trust me. Trust me that I'm true and that I will do everything I said I will do. Trust me that I'm God and that I've got control over every situation and circumstances that you can find yourself in. Trust me that I'll never lie to you, that I'll never leave you, that I'll never forsake you, that I'll never take you, that I'll never con you, that I'll never blow uh, uh, smoke all up in your face. And that I will just uh, do exactly what I said I will do every time I said it to you. So if I told you I'll provide you every need according to your riches and glory, then I'll provide every need according to my riches and glory. And you don't have to concern yourself about whether, but, but they said this or but this happened or but that. No, no, time out for all that. This is a year for us to really, I'm talking about really, really, I'm talking about really, I really believe. Because a lot of believers say they're believers, but they're not believers. They're unbelieving believers. But God wants to raise up a set of believing believers. I believe here at 1928 Bassey Road presently, here at the mighty wolf, glory to God, say, that God has found a people that's going to believe him for real. That we're not going to be sweating, that we're not going to be fretting and, 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 and still sitting there not getting. But we're going to move forward into receiving all that God has in store for us back to believing. Remember last week, or oh, if you weren't here last week, you need to get that CD because the Lord broke some stuff down. And then we move on into this week's stuff. That, 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 that we remembered back when we began to start remembering back. We remember back when we first became Christians. And every prayer we prayed, we got. Everything that we asked God for, he did. Every time. And we didn't even know how to pray. Didn't know how to sign it in the name of Jesus. Didn't know how to throw the Our Father up in the front, and much less all these 52 names we know now that we, you know, that we use all and we use all 52 of them while we praying, so that everybody can, you know, know how much we know about God now. You know how theologically sound we are now. You know, and we ain't, we wouldn't have to pray from Genesis to Revelation. We just find ourselves in the midst of the situation and say, "Hey, I heard that you handle stuff like this. Handle it for me, please." And then walk away next day, bam, it's handled and stuff like that. Why? Because we simply believed. We've been cluttered and clouded with all this other foolishness that ain't got nothing to do with God. It just came from people who was teaching stuff, and who was trying to find answers to why they wasn't getting what they was getting or why they people wasn't getting what they were supposed to be getting. So they add more works in. 
would go revert back to the Old Testament and begin to start telling you things out of the Old Testament and or even the portion of the New Testament, which is entitled the New Testament, but technically is the Old Testament, which are the Gospels. Most of the Gospels are actually the Old Testament. They're not the New Testament because Jesus hadn't risen yet. And so even when it started talking to you about things that were necessary to be done and you take it out of many parts of that, you're still actually taking it out of the Old Testament. You know, VBBS understands that. You're taking it out of the Old Testament. And so because of that, we're still trying to get people to say stuff that's not even necessary to be said and do things that's not even necessary to be done. See, we now have entered into what's called the age of grace, which means unmerited favor, which means that it ain't about you no more. It's about God's love for you. And God has an everlasting love that just does not stop. A lot of us walk around trying to get worthy and try to be worthy. Can I get you off the hook? You ain't never going to be worthy. You ain't never going to do all that it is you're supposed to do. You can't pray enough to satisfy God. That's why he ain't looking at you through you. He's looking at you through Jesus Christ. That's why you are now in the body of Christ. So now he can look at you as a result of looking at Christ. Are you listening to me? And, and, and he's not judging you based on all the stuff that you've done and not done. Because if that's the case, every one of us go to hell. Me, probably first. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then all the rest of you come in right after me. I'll lead you as a good shepherd straight to hell. Praise God. <laughs> God, I got it. Because ain't none of us doing everything right. And if you think you are, you better hurry up and enter into this rest. Because you're going to be jacked up for the rest of the days of your life. Thinking that you can do it because of what you do. So if now nowadays, so if something go wrong in our life, we start taking back to God our laundry list of all the things that we doing. You know, God, I'm praying, I'm giving, I'm I'm tithing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm working full services and stuff like that, and everything else that little man put put up. And I'm even serving in churches outside of this church too. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So how come you ain't come through? Because God said ain't got nothing to do with you. I've seen your works, but behold, I've opened a door for you. I've seen your works, but behold, I've opened a door for you. Quit beholding your works and begin to behold the open door that God has in store for you so you can enter into the things that he has in store for us. Are you listening to me? Oh, see, all he wants us to do is believe. Everybody say believe. believe. Mark chapter 11 gets good right here. Mark chapter 11. Matthew, I apologize. Matthew chapter 11. Jesus is inviting us to come and, 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 and enter into this rest. Matthew chapter 11, let's start reading verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. We learned last week, don't come in here thinking you know what you're talking about this year. This year, come in here as a babe, willing to just learn. Don't come in here thinking that you're wise, that you already know everything that's going on. Well, if that's the case, then is everything going on? You know, because the proof of the pudding is always in the tasting. Praise God. Amen. But anyway, he says, he, we, you know, come on him as babes. Why? Because he reveals it unto the babes. He's going to uncover some stuff to us that's never, that we haven't seen yet. Verse 26, even so, Father, for so it seemeth good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son. But the Father neither knoweth any man. I read that wrong. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, God's given this rest away through Jesus Christ. He said, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
He's telling us now, come unto him because he's the one that's going to give each and every one of us rest. We know that that me right there is Jesus speaking letters in red. He's saying, come to me. We know that Jesus is also the word of God, which has been made visible and recognizable, which means that if you come unto him as a babe, he will reveal to you because Jesus, who is recognizable and noticeable, will begin to show you recognizable and noticeable things from his word to help you to be able to enter into the rest that he has in store for you, which means he's going to start illuminating things that you're doing that you don't need to be doing, illuminating things that you think that you've got your faith in, that you're operating with your faith in, that you think that your faith's not in that, but it's really in Jesus. I'll clarify that. A lot of us walking around thinking that our faith, oh, I know, I believe God. Do you? He's going to show you. Literal things that you're doing in your life or operating in your life that your faith is really in. Because a lot of us, our faith has inadvertently and unintentionally shifted towards God, shifted from God toward other things, toward the works that we're performing. But it's not going to be based upon the works that you're performing. One of the ways that you can tell, anybody want to know a way that you can tell? One of the ways, a few people do. Anybody else want to know? Yeah. One of the ways that you can really, one of the ways you can really tell whether or not that's so is that the moment something goes wrong, what do you list? What do you look at? See, mo- very few of us look at the, the fact that do we believe? That's usually way down the list. What we look at is what we're doing, what we're not doing. What's going on? That demonstrates it's a work that, you faith, that your faith is actually in. Because if you really believe, you'll just, go, you'll just look straight at him and say, well, dang, Lord, my bad. I must not be believing because, right? I must not be believing right because it ain't happening. But we don't do that. We'll be like, you know, folks will be like, well, did you pray? You'll be like, yeah, I prayed. Well, how long? What they got to do with anything? Like an hour prayer is better than a five-minute prayer. Can I teach? Our prayer ain't better than a five-minute prayer. Question is, is in, at any moment in time in there somewhere, did you believe? Because it's got to be a prayer of faith. Because the rest of it is just repetition of words that don't mean nothing. Most folk pray just a bunch of words. And all of them just be falling to the ground, kaplunk, kaplunk, kaplunk. Every once in a while, one might actually be truly believed. That's the one God grabs and says, okay, that's the one I've been waiting on. That's the one that the angels begin to respond to and begin to start causing to manifest. We got to learn to just believe. Everybody say believe. believe. Because it's the prayer of faith that causes things to be able to manifest. Are you listening to me? Not the prayer of many words. It's the prayer of faith. It's believing that God really will handle my finances. Don't get mad at me. Can we talk? Now, I'm a pastor, so, you know, I, 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 I welcome these questions. Don't mistake me when I'm about to say this. I welcome these questions. That's what I'm, I'm here for. Thank God that I have the privilege to be able to help people in these questions. But questions like these, um, um, well, I just want to see if I'm doing anything wrong. Did you believe? Oh, yeah, I believe. You ain't doing nothing wrong. Yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And what about that? Well, you do need to stop that and that and this. (laughs) But that ain't the reason why you're not getting. Amen. It's a mentality that we're going to learn about. It is a mentality that, see, that demonstrates the fact that most of us are walking in a sin consciousness, which negates God's ability to be able to come through for you because it's as your soul prospers. But if your soul is thinking about where did I make a mistake, then you, that's where you made your mistake because your soul has to be thinking about that. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're going to learn about your righteousness this year like you ain't never learned it before. And find out that you're in right standing with God, period. That them old lying preachers that have been telling you that you the worm of the dust, 
that you a sinner saved by grace. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I am not a sinner saved by grace. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I was a sinner who happened to get saved by grace. And because of that, I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But I can't be both the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and a sinner at the same time. Because the sinner spoke to my previous state of existence, and, and now son of God and righteous one is states of my present state of existence. And so because of that, I got to quit looking back at what was to determine whether or not God can do for me now what I'm supposed to do. I'm teaching right now. And, 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 and God wants to eliminate this sin consciousness that we have that we ain't doing enough, we ain't being enough, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't doing enough. Did I do this? Did I, did I, did I, did I? See, though, that's the works that are heavy laden. God wants to give you rest. Everybody say rest. rest. That's why we go back up to verse uh, 28. He said, come on to me. You, you, come, come, just come to me. Which means approach him. And draw closer to him. That's the invitation that the Lord is extending unto each and every one of us today. I don't care how close you are to God. Come closer. Draw nearer to me. He said, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. Remember that word labor means feel fatigued and toiled. Feel fatigued and toiled. And, and if you're heavy laden, that means to be overburdened with ceremony or spiritual anxiety, overburdened with ceremony and, 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 and spiritual anxiety loaded up like a, like a beast of burden. A lot of us Christians will walk around all loaded up. This year you get rest because God wants to get this stuff up off of you. Now that phrase la- labor is written, I told you both of them are written in the causative. Last week I told you they were written in the causative active voice. Causative, of course, means that, that it is actively causing it to happen. But I want to add another wrinkle to it this week. That word labor is written also as an active participle, as an active participle, whereas heavy laden is written as a passive participle. Not only are they both active, written in the causative tense in such a way where they keep happening and then keep making it happen, but not only is that, but the first word labor is written as an active participle. And by that, it begins to start operating as an activity that will cause the next thing to be able to happen. And the next thing that happens is that you become heavy laden. But since heavy laden is written in the passive participle, you're activities that are causing you to, that you're laboring over will eventually cause you to become passive. And you have to actively receive the things of God. See, receiving the things of God are active. You just can't sit back dormant and do nothing and get what God has in store for you. Believing is a full-time job. Believing is a full-time job which means that you can't cut your belief off at any time because the moment you cut your belief off, you've just cut off God's ability to be able to get to you what he wants to get to you. But we're going to learn to believe all the time. Believe all the time. And that's believe that God will provide our every need according to his riches and glory when we got money, when we don't have money, when everything's wonderful, 
and when everything's messed up. To you, you'll be able to just sit back and stay steady and constant because your belief is always on. See, most believers, belief goes off when they get what they want. It turns off right there. One of the worst things that can happen, the best and the worst things that can happen to a believer is they get what they pray for. Because most people shut off their faith right there. Oop, got it. Praise God. But then from that point on, they are now in a, in a situation where Satan can be able to take them out. And then that's why when we get ready to try to get back in faith, it's such a struggle. But God's about to end your struggle by putting you on constant belief. I say a constant belief. I say a constant belief. I'm going to teach about that one later on. Not right now. I don't want to get into it with no detail. But I just want you to understand, you're about to step into the way you were supposed to always be living in constant belief. Where you just believe and just keep on believing. And keep on believing. And keep on believing. And this belief is constantly at work causing stuff to be able to manifest in and through your lives as a result of it. That's why Jesus was different than any other minister that walked the face of the earth. Because most ministries, I be hearing people that's been in ministry 50 years, 60 years, all this kind of stuff, 30 years, 35 years. And they have done a lot of stuff. But books can contain it. Many of us, pamphlets can contain it. Are you listening to me? A brochure can contain all that was done in that three, that, that, that little time. But in three and a half years of ministry, while Jesus was on the face of the earth, Bible says books cannot contain all that it is he did. Why was that? Because he was the only one that stayed in constant belief, never came out of belief to the point that multitudes, great, mo, great multitudes of people was just blessed in, in, at one shot. And it never stopped. We're going to learn to step into that level. Not so much that you can, not so that you can just do so much, but that God can be able to do for you all that it is he wants to do. Because see that labor and heavy laden, labor in the active and heavy laden in the passive demonstrates man's mentality when he doesn't enter into the rest that God has in store for him. Which means he labors actively and becomes heavy laden until he eventually becomes passive. He, he, labors actively and then becomes heavy laden until he eventually becomes passive. How many saints do you know? Come on, stop and think for a second. How many saints do you know who was strong in the things of God, but eventually you don't see them around? That's because they were laboring, became heavy laden, and now they're passive. It's laid back and like whatever happened just happened. Whatever goes on just goes on. There might be even some people in this room right now. We've got the mentality, well, you know, well, you know, praise God. If God do it, he praise God. If he doesn't, praise God. And then we try to camouflage it with some religiosity that says, well, I've learned just to be content with such as I am. No, you ain't. You passive than a mug. I can tell by the way you say it. The way you say it, well, you know, if God does it, he, you know, praise God. And if he does no, no. There's a healing waiting on you. That God says, I need you to get actively involved to get it done. And the actively involved is honestly, truly believing because we become passive in our beliefs. Yeah, I know God will do it, but I know God, I know God will come through, but yeah, I know. And we, we've turned the awesome, powerful, life-giving word of God and rendered it down to cliches. Yeah, my God provides all my needs. Yeah, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the one who healeth me. Yeah, he's we done render stuff down into token sayings, stuff that you, we put on T-shirts, backs of hoopties, you know. We, did, you know, we got it posted around our, our, our walls and stuff like that. Yeah, the Bible said, you know, keep it before my eye day and night, and I got it up there, praise God. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you're learning that God really has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors that He opened so that they could be walked through by you and me. Open doors that we can choose to walk through or not. It's our choice. That's why I hope that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you. So we can receive and achieve everything that God wants experienced and enjoyed by me and you. If you want to get a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So, if you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all of you business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for you too. We invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Person Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together, as well as to receive a powerful word from God that will help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There is no charge, but free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.